Dave Wiseworth. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Leslie Peters, I am fantastic. And one of the reasons is because you are my friend. And that oh, makes wow. Oh, wow. Makes you life just, good. Oh, wow. You're just going to go right at it like that. Huh? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, the truth is the truth. No matter who says it or who believes it, it's the truth. And the truth is, you're my friend and you're a good man. And I'm just proud to have you as a friend. So there you are. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> I, yeah. You're and, um, first. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I can't even. I can't even with you today. <laughs> you, you got me. <laughs> you got me already, all over the place. Already. You know I, how, how you been, man? How, how's your family? How's your wife? Oh my gosh, um, my wife and and kids. Of course, I've got grown kids, and um, they're really doing very well. Um, my. Uh, son and daughter-in-law they're both school teachers and they have a great impact on the kids uh one uh, my daughter-in-law's uh, elementary and she loves the kids the elementary and my son coaches and teaches in the high school the local high school and they just the athletes love him and he just uh, enjoys teaching he's a great mentor mentor to kids uh and then of course my daughter and son-in-law up in indianapolis and uh, very successful young couple as far as uh relationships friendships their work environment uh, my son-in-law just got a promotion um my wife we've been together 40 years and she's still madly in love with me that's <laughs> in a lot dave that's in a lot that's in a okay. lot <laughs> I, I had my fingers crossed when i said she's still madly in love with me I, that's what i tell her now she's never telling me that but <laughs> but no Leslie, we're, we're doing great. You know, we are so blessed. We are so blessed. And um, what about on your end? How are you guys? Are you guys all right? Man, I'm blessed. My wife is getting ready to celebrate her birthday tomorrow. She is on a trip with some friends, enjoying herself. Uh, me and my daughter, we holding it down with a lot of help from my <laughs> godmother, from friends. So, no, no, it's been good. It's been good. So, excited. Um, Got a chance to uh, see my daughter perform three times last week, you know? Wow. Uh, just amazing stuff. So yeah. she's getting ready to wrap up her freshman year, and she'll be a sophomore. So yeah. getting ready for that. Um, she is really real. excited because my wife and I will get to take uh, our first vacation, just her and I, since COVID. So uh, without the kid, at least I'm hoping that happens later this summer. But, uh, you know, I don't know. The kid is driving a hard bargain. Like, why? Well, you can't leave me. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can put her at the other end of the boat or something. Right. Right. I know. I'm like, no, I'm like, you know, it's okay for mommy and daddy to have some mommy and daddy time. You know? Yeah. yeah. She's like, no. <laughs> oh, that's so. funny. Well, apparently she enjoys being with you guys. Uh, that she is does. She does. She's definitely a, a, a pro family kid. So yeah. See, that's um, huge. That is huge. She does. Well, look, I got a question for you. Dave. Okay. There's been a lot Let of me... controversy about this. So we going, <laughs> we going to get into it. Okay. Uh, here it <laughs> is. Uh, talking about Bud Light. Bud Light. Now, as I set this up, um, obviously we know there's been 
There's been a lot of controversy and a lot of lost revenue for Bud Light after a commercial with an influencer uh, and a campaign went that didn't go as planned, let's say. Um, and it was the Bud Light. They used the influencer Dylan uh, Mulvaney, if I'm saying it correctly. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, which I believe is a transgender uh, person. And uh, it caused some major backlash from their base of customers um, who basically the criticism has been that they were angry about the world going woke or becoming woke. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going I'm gonna to sit back on this one, Dave, and I'm going to let you jump into this one because, you know, <laughs> I mean, look, first of all, I don't drink any of it because I'm I don't I don't drink beer. Yeah. So I, I you know, so I, I really <laughs> don't have a you know, it all tastes the same to me. So <laughs> I mean I tried to like it in college, I just couldn't, you know. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't catch me in college, they definitely not gonna catch me now. Yeah, that's funny. That you're just Sounds like you're being a chicken here and you're ducking out on this thing. But uh, I, I, I'm yeah. I'm bobbing and weaving, Dave. I'm bobbing and weaving. There you go. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Muhammad Ali. I watched him box, and and uh, of course I was a George Foreman fan, and and I liked him. And there was another fella too, and I I wasn't a big Ali fan, even though he's from right over here in Louisville, which is real close right. to where I live. And um, but he was phenomenal. He could bob and weave and and do the ropey dope. The rope dope. Yeah. Oh, he and he had such a long reach. He yes. could really, you know, he could stick you and then move and stick you and move and and uh, keep you at arm's length. And he was the best. Uh, you know, you have to admit it. You know, whether he's your guy or not, the truth is the truth. He oh, he's my guy. I mean, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think one one thing I didn't like about him. One of the guys in my school at my class, he was such a kind of an obnoxious jerk, and he was a big Ali fan, and he was just talking about Ali, uh, Ali, Ali, Ali. And so I, I don't think it was Ali. I think I really admired the guy. I always, always did, um, and uh, praised you know his accomplishments. But uh, but this kid just kind of irritated me. So it's like, okay, I'm not gonna like him. <laughs> no, I get that. Listen, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> my my two favorite fighters were Ali and Sugar Ray Leonard. I mean, oh, I love, love Sugar Ray. Uh, I, love I love when Sugar Ray Leonard would do that, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. But him and the classic, you know, Sugar Ray and Roberta Duran battles. Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I don't know what that has to do with with Bud. Light. Yeah, I was about to say I don't know what it has to do with Bud Light, but. <laughs> but, but here's the deal: the the the, the thing is, um, you know, and I. Actually, believe it or not, I do not touch alcohol. I, when I was a little boy, I'll tell you real quick. Uh, I was five, four, five years old. I was in the sandbox with uh, uh, my little uh, girlfriend, uh, not really a girlfriend, but a friend, Lori Bratton. We were in the sandbox, and Marty Bedford, uh, you know, he would play with us in the sandbox. And there, once in a while, my little brother was, was there. One day, we were in the sandbox, Lori and I, and maybe my brother Doug, but Marty wasn't there. Come to find out, Marty and his mother and his grandma were all killed by a drunk driver uh, mm. just a few days earlier. Uh, and I'd heard about it. And, and it was like all of a sudden our sandbox, you know, one of our, our buddies was taken away. 
you know, just sense, senseless thing. Um, the one survivor was his sister. She was in the backseat. She was asleep and she uh, got a broken arm. But uh, Marty and his mother and his grandma were killed just like that. They were gone. And it was just a tragic thing. And and I, I never was a huge alcohol fan because I saw the families that were destroyed by it, you know, just ripped apart. Um, a lot of abuse, a lot of uh, physical and mental abuse through it. And, and so and I, and I don't give people a hard time that want to drink. If they do, that's fine. Uh, I had a professor in college, he talked about the taste of beer and he said, yeah, it's an acquired taste. He was a psychology professor. And he says, he said, yeah, he said, you're at this party and you're having a good time and you start drinking beer and it tastes like crap. And he says, but after a while you associate the good time with the beer it starts tasting. Okay. So anyway, but, uh, but Bud Light, uh, what they did, um, they basically they have a customer base and they um and those people are consumers you know big sports fans and bar guys and stuff and and they had an ad campaign that uh where they put out something that uh, really offended you know the, the people and it was kind of against their values uh so to speak apparently and they and they balked and and it's kind of like they took a stick and poked it in their eye you know and said they're coming in the door with money saying, hey, well, I want to buy your product. And then they get a poke in the eye <laughs> with a stick. And, and it's so, it, it, you know, a lot of times in our society, and I'm probably going to get in trouble and that's, you know, it is what it is. But uh, what happens is a lot of times these people come on media or in the public and they say, well, we don't want to offend anybody. And when you hear that, they're usually getting ready to, to offend 99% of the people uh, in favor of 1%. And it's, it's kind of a, a sad irony. And, and, and I, I am not for picking on or bullying or abusing anybody, uh, any group or whatever. I, I, I'm just not in, you know, part of that. I don't like injustice, period. But it goes both ways. I don't like people being uh, bullied into things that that's not of their heart and their spirit and their nature. And, uh, you know, if you want to try to make me, you know, follow something and, and basically it's a marketplace. And so I decide I vote based on my money and I say, okay, I like this product now. And I've had companies that I've been very faithful to and loyal to, and all of a sudden they change their product. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you change your product. I don't like it anymore. And so I go to some, somebody else and I find another you know, product and I use that. But, but with this, it was a marketing thing. And basically the customer base uh, said, wait a minute, you know, that's really not who we are. And you're kind of forcing this down our throat on us. And, and so it, it was, it was offensive. And, and so there was a revolt, essentially a revolt that said, hey, um, you know, we're going to do that. We're going to go to another company. We're going to consume their product, which is great. I mean, it's, that's freedom, you know, and, and any company is free to do, and they should be, to, to, to promote whatever they want if they feel like that. And so, you know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to fault them, but, but uh, it cost them. I, uh, my wife told me is is to the tune of five billion with a B billion dollars. Um, and when other, when consumers have a choice, wow, that's 
they're losing business. So I don't know what you know about it, Leslie, but yeah. You know. uh, well, listen, um, apparently uh, in the research I've done, uh, just as you were talking, there was one, it was one post. It was uh, done during the campaign was run. Post was sponsored by Bud Light. It was during March Madness. Uh, it was their campaign in March Madness. Um, so, I, you know, the CEO of Anheuser-Busch came out and said, you know, hey, it wasn't intended to be a division. Uh, it was to bring people together. And I think, we're, you know, I want to be clear here. We're not talking about an issue of right and wrong here. That's mm -hmm. not what this is. It's not an issue of right or wrong. Um, this is an issue of we live in a cancel culture right now. Right. And I got to be honest with you, I don't care for it <laughs> um, <laughs> because <sighs> I don't care for it because we lose the ability to me when we just cancel somebody without we don't even if you're the victim or if you're the person that was offended, you don't even get the resolution of that person seeing why it was offensive, right? That person working through it, coming to a solution that makes us all better. It's kind of like a pause. Like you start something, you pause it, but you don't complete it. And I'm all about completing it. And yeah. so I think I think this cancer. This council culture, which I think came about by the younger generation, because it wasn't it wasn't in our generation, it wasn't in the generation before us. No, and it had some good and bad. I, don't get me wrong. I understand. I love the fact that they are now moving with their money, and I, and I will agree with that. If you want to get to free enterprise and get the corporations to get to anybody in business, affect their money. Don't do business with them. Right. All right, so you definitely gonna you definitely gonna be hurt, and that's what and that's what people have done. I just think that um, as a person that have, that will live my whole life being in the minority and being on the opposite side of hate so often, um, I don't think the council culture actually gets us to a resolution. It doesn't make anything better. It just cancels it. So yes, it's gone away. But did we do anything to change the mentality of the people that didn't get caught in that particular circumstance? Are we talking through it? Are we understanding why? And because I think here what's going to be missed is we see the reaction from the base. And, and I think this is a good business lesson here too. You and I think this just was a catastrophic mistake made in business. Mm -hmm. You got to know who your base market is, right? You got to know who your base market is. So if if eighty percent of your base eighty percent of your base market is males, then you you gotta you, you can't offend that base. So you got to be very strategic in how you do things. If eighty percent of your market is female. You can't offend that base. You got to be very strategic and thoughtful in how you do things. And you have to always ask yourself the question. And I think that's why focal groups are so important. Test marketing of things and ideas are so important. Important because 
you could to me you could have gotten through you i give you an example i if it was me right if it was me because i'm not it wasn't me i'm just saying if it was me and that was my assignment here's what i would probably have elected to do rather than just single uh one particular segment of the market out so in this case transgender I would have done one of those you've seen walmart do i've done one of those collective commercials that has several groups of people getting together enjoying bud light from that has the base has a bunch of guys at a game has ladies out shopping or, or doing something where the ladies are together and they enjoying the bud light and you have the lgbt community enjoying that same bud light and you wrap it up and say like there's some things that simply everybody enjoys See, and, and you know, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's so. I just think they missed the mark on this one. Bad. I mean, <laughs> you, 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 because your core market is heavily the opposite of the market of this post. Right. Right. So to me, anytime you're about to do something that may be controversial, may be offensive to your core market. You got to test that thing and focal group and study and test that thing over and over and over before you even think about it. And then even when you think about doing it, you've got to do it in a small test market that's isolated. Right, right, yeah. I, I just think it was a catastrophic misstep. Well, <laughs> financially, it was. At, right. Now, five, five let me show you what um, <laughs> I just read, right? So, um Get this. Let me pull this up. You're spot on. I mean, you're you're really you're talking about what the show's about. Yeah, I mean, we're talking black and white. We're different, but we're very alike. Yeah, and, and we have so many things alike, and that's it. Starts with you know black and white men talking. Well, it starts with you know different consumers talking. Yeah, it does. And so let me just put this up there and we'll talk to it. Uh, let's move this down here. So oh, let me just make it full screen. All right. So, so Dave, all right. So Bud Light executive behind transgender influencer campaign taking a leave of absence. <laughs> In other words, oops. Right. <laughs> okay, if I cost my company five billion dollars and I didn't own the company, I'd probably be gone. <laughs> now, now, so, so my take on this, it, it, where I see it, I look at it differently from a different lens. So I'm gonna give you my black man lens right now. And when I looked at that, I said, if I make that mistake, I'm not taking a leave of absence. If I make that mistake, they they announce and they fired me. And I'm exactly. no longer with the company. Yeah, right. No, no questions asked. No, <laughs> listen. So, so for my black lens, I'm looking at this like, um, and disbelief. I'm like, so they took a leave of absence. I don't think that's true. I think they're actually gone. <laughs> I know, but see, but here's the thing, though, Dave. What I'm saying is, if that was me, oh, they yeah. had a picture of me up there. 
And they said he's no longer with the company. And then had a circle around your face with a, a mark. So guess what? So now <laughs> I can't even find employment elsewhere. Even if this person is gone, they safe to go and get find employment because nobody knows who they are. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's good. That wouldn't be the case with me. Yeah. Yes. So I'm just, you know, so, you know, we keep it real here. I gave you the business case, but then I also have to look at the black man case. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. This, this, see, this is what I want to talk about. I'm like, why why you don't have his face posted, posted up there? And why is he not fired? Right. <laughs> or she? Because yeah. it don't say. It just you says executive. So we don't know if it's a he or she. Yeah. But yeah. I can I, tell you this. Yeah. If they were black, fired, yeah. and you had a picture up there. It'd be all yeah. over the internet. I remember when... Um, when I was a young man, I was a huge fan of O.J. Simpson, the greatest running back. He'd set all these records with the Buffalo Bills, an amazing uh, man and, and football player. And and I remember, and I read this book about him, and, and one of the two or three books I read in my whole life until I turned like 55, and now I've read thousands of books But but in the last few years. But, but O.J. Simpson, I remember uh, when he was um, – first on trial or, or he was, um, you know, accused of, of uh, murdering, you know, his wife, Nicole uh, Simpson Brown or Brown Simpson, um, his estranged wife, I guess they they'd separated and she was dating uh, Ron Goldman or whatever the guy's name was. And, and OJ killed both of them is what the civil suit turned out and said, yes, he did. The, the uh, criminal suit or criminal uh, trial said he found him innocent. Uh, you know, he said up, we, couldn't do it. So anyway, but his picture, when they had him accused of, of being, uh, you know, the perpetrator of this double murder, it showed a picture of him and it was real dark and sinister. And it really, it looked, it looked nasty. And it's like, really? That's, you know, and he's a good looking dude, you know, I mean, or he was, I don't know what he's looking like nowadays, but it's amazing how they paint people and, and, and situations in, in certain ways. And like you, as a black man, you know, you're painted in a way it's like, Oh, it's Leslie. He's black. He's gone. You know, you're tarred and feathered, you know, as the way they used to do it years ago. I mean, and you were run out of town on a rail and it's like, you know, sorry. And that's a, like you said, with the cancel, I hate the idea of the cancel culture and, and like the burning books and, and all this stuff, because basically you're, you're silencing, you know, any kind of talk, any kind of discourse between the two. And that's what this show is about. Let's talk things out. You know, you think one way, I think another way. A lot of times we think a lot alike and we do have so many great qualities that we can mesh together and make each other better. And, and when we win, our families win. And when our families win, our community wins. And it just, it's a whole team thing. You know, life is not a, a solo sport. You know, it's not, a, it, it's a team sport. And that's what you and I, I think, are trying to do. Build bridges and break down these barriers. And, and just, and you start by talking to one another in a civil way and, and saying, you know, hey, Let's figure this out. You know, yeah, you got different thoughts. My two-year-old granddaughter this this week, just the other day, we had breakfast together, and she uh, throws a napkin on the floor in the restaurant. We were at Cracker Barrel, and and she, and she throws on the floor. I said, "Hey, pick it up. We don't do those things. We're civilized." 
and she's two years old and she says, what's civilized? <laughs> and, and the thing is, she's two year old, two years old. We're trying to teach her, hey, you know what? We respect ourselves. We respect other people's property. We respect other people's values. And, and that's where we're coming from. You and I, Leslie, we respect one another enough right. to say, hey, you know, what's your opinion? Well, here's my opinion. And, and here's how we differ. But here's how we agree. And how can we be better? How can I understand you and your thinking and uh, and move on from there? And, and so... Yeah, I agree. And I think as we wrap this up and come to a close here, I think that's the that's the message behind all this. You know, I'm not ducking it. I'm just looking at this like I mean, our good friend Armando would say the same thing I'm saying here. Uh, yes. This is just catastrophic failure on on Bud Light's part. I I mean, this doesn't even make business sense. Right. I mean, yeah. you gotta understand your core audience at all times. And and right. and for them to initiated a initiated campaign to stray so far away from their core that don't even make good business sense and we're all always taught in marketing that <clears throat> you advertise you spend 80 percent of your budget uh toward your targeted customers the ones you're targeting now you got your new acquisition but when you look at your core base if you're going to do anything right that's going to be you got to always serve whatever it is, survey things that could be offensive to your base, because if it affects your base, it's going to dramatically and drastically affect you. So you have to be very careful there. And I just don't think they were here. And it only took one post. And it's five billion dollars. And it's a hit, to be honest with you, that they're going to have a long time and a hard time recovering from. Now, what I will say, um, I think there was a way to do it. I just mm -hmm. think. They, you know, I gave my suggestion of how I would have done it. Yeah, I just think there was a way to do it because ultimately, if you're saying you're bringing all people together and it's about all people being together, that's not what that post showed. Yeah, it was very targeted to one group. So you've got to, you got to make that thing comprehensive. You can't put somebody on an island like that. To me, it wasn't fair to the LGBT community. It wasn't fair to the transgender community, and it wasn't fair to the base. So it was just a catastrophic business failure to me. And and I just I just stand on that. It just did the numbers, as the kids say, the math didn't math. That <laughs> math, not math. <laughs> because well, and what you're doing in business, um, you're you're adding value to people. You're providing a value, a service, a product to, to people. And your goal is, is to add value to as many people as you can. Okay? Right. And, and that's to, to add, to give them a, a product of, of high quality. Okay. At a reasonable price, something they can afford and, and, and get it to as many people as you can. And, and, and there are certain products, like you said, you know, the consumers of say Bud Light or, or, or beer, you know, for the most part are males. I, right. I think it's uh, like you said, 75, 80%, whatever it yeah. is. Okay. That's just life. That's the way, you know, males prefer this uh, female. Right. They probably prefer other things. And so you got to know who that core is and you start with them, not to the exclusion of right. others or females, but you, you take care of them because that's who you've been adding value and that's who wants your product. And so you want <clears> 
them. And then you continue to grow a, as a company, as a community, you know, and adding value to people. And that's, that's, that's all what business is about is, is adding value and service to people. Yeah. I, I, I think you, you nailed it, Dave. The, the, I mean, the bottom line of it is this was a business mistake that, that, that is turning this consequences have had deep impacting financial issues and deep impacting social issues. Right. And it didn't have to be, but it all started from a business mistake. Right. And the business mistake was not in what you did. The business mistake was in the execution of what you did. Sure. The execution was flawed. Not the idea. Your idea of bringing everybody together is wonderful. But the execution of that idea was flawed, and that's what got you in trouble. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like this. Like I tell my my daughter, I said, if you go to somebody and you're apologizing and you yelling at them, <laughs> it's not gonna work. <laughs> it's not gonna work. The execution is flawed. Yeah, that's you, right. You know what I mean? Like you you can't. The execution is flawed. So you can't be yelling at somebody and apologize at the same time. It didn't. That math don't math. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's what happened here. Yeah. And, you know, and what I would say to Bud Light, hey, if you want to sponsor somebody, definitely sponsor the Black and White Men Talking Podcast because we can definitely come in an organization and help you think through these things and how, how to bring people together because it's what we do. And there is, as we say all the time, we'll teach you how to disagree but not be disagreeable so you don't have this. And I guarantee you, Dave, to anybody but like this listening, even the executive that's on a leave of absence, <laughs> I guarantee you we will charge you less than $5 billion. I yeah, guarantee sure. you. Okay. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we can make you a lot. So And we can go. make you a lot. So, uh, look, to him, with that being said, this has been a great one. I tried to duck it. Dave wouldn't let me duck it because that's what we do. <laughs> We make each other talk, and that's what we want you to do. We want black men and white men to actually talk, and it's amazing what happens. Our friendship is the revelation and the image and the visualization of what happens when black and white men truly talk. Uh, It started with a conversation. It's it's grown into a beautiful friendship, but it started with a real honest conversation in Franklin, Tennessee years ago. And so that's our challenge to you. So you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Black and White Men Talking. Find us, subscribe. Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen and share it. Do those three things and we will see you on the next episode of Black and White Men Talking. <laughs>